What's up, everybody? We're here to go over UFC Vegas 83, Song versus Gutierrez. Um, but real quick, I'm going to go over the results for the last card real quick as far as the betting goes. It was all around a pretty good card uh, for me. I didn't pick very many fights wrong. Um, I did have, uh, I thought it was just a decent card, you know, in the beginning. I didn't realize that some of my par bigger parlays had hit as well um, because I had Medic on them, but uh, that was before his opponent got changed, so that fight didn't count. So I just assumed they didn't hit. And then when I checked my balance, I was like, whoa, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so these are my posted bets that I posted ahead of time. Uh, one unit play on Michael Morales at minus 250. A plus money play on Rafael Estevam. That was a half unit play. And then I had a two-fight parlay of Alexander and Talbot. It was a minus 150, um, and it was a one-unit play. That one didn't hit, obviously. And then if we come over here and look at these, uh, obviously I lost some value on these because Medic dropped off of them. But I had a, a three-fight parlay, basically, since Medic dropped off. Um, that wasn't very much money. I mean, I probably only had $50 on it. Um, and then I had a six-fight parlay, which turned into a five-fight parlay because Medic dropped off. Um, and then uh, I had a bigger one hit. This is one that actually paid off pretty decent. I think I had $50 on this one. Um, lost some value because, you know, Medic dropped off and then Ogden's fight was ruled a no contest, which was ridiculous. Um, I didn't agree with that at all. I mean, he was winning that fight dominantly. Um, very impressive. And, and uh, yeah, I think what they should have done there is kind of like they did in the Alexander Romanoff fight. Um, I don't remember who exactly it was he was fighting, but he got kicked in the balls. He was gassed out. He didn't want to continue. Um, and so they had the judges score the fight up until that point, and, and Romanov still got the win. So I think that's what they should have done there. Uh, but, you know, hey, I mean, it, it just sucks. I hope Trey got paid, you know, his, his win money because he, he looked great, and he was on his way to winning that fight. So, and uh, so yeah, I had that. And then um, the only one of these, like I said, that I didn't post ahead of time was this one. I added this right before the fights. Um, my two most confident, you know, picks on the card were Estevam and Michael Morales. and. Uh, so I went ahead and parlayed those together. It was a one-unit play, uh, so I had a thousand bucks on them, and that came out to uh, cashed out for two thousand five hundred ninety-seven dollars. Uh, so yeah, man, all around a pretty good card. That's unit and a half profit just on that one. Um, you know, and Estevam, uh, you know, he didn't look as good as um, I expected him to. You know, his conditioning never really looked bad on the regional scene. So I was a little surprised at how he looked in the third round, but, um, you know, maybe it was the bad weight cut, who knows, but I won't be loading up on him, you know, again, anytime soon until I see more out of him. But either way, you know, at least, uh, at least I came out with the, you know, with the win and came out with some good money, man. So yeah, let's, uh, let's take a look at this card guys. We lost a lot of fights on this card. Um, you know, the, because of all the changes and everything, all these fights dropped off and everything, the main site that I use, I, I use um, Bet Online, which I pulled all my money off of there. Uh, they do have the lines up for this on there, um, but I, I, all these all these lines for this, they only have one fight off this card up on Bovada, and it's the main event. So y'all are gonna have to wait, you know, for my parlays. If you follow me on social media, I'll be posting them on there, you know, as soon as they hit on Bo on Bovada. Um, 
I'm not going to go through the trouble of transferring money all back onto you know another another site just to do the parlays when I I mainly use Bovada anyway. You know, so uh, so I'll get those out as soon as I can, man. Y'all can check my social medias and and check them out there. And uh, please like and subscribe, guys. I'd really appreciate it a lot, and uh, it really helped me out. Uh, finally got over 500 subscribers. I'm really excited about that, man. Thank all you guys for your support. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're new to the channel, what I do is I go through and I give out my, uh, my pick for each of the fights. And at the end of the video, I give out my bets for the card. And, um, if you're not interested in watching my videos, you just want to see my picks and my bets. You can go over to my social medias. Um, high kick underscore fight picks is TikTok and Instagram. And then there's a high kick fight picks group on Facebook. It's pretty easy to find. So, um, and also, this show's available on Spotify, Pandora, all your major streaming platforms if you want to listen on there. So yeah, man, we lost quite a few fights. Most of these were all road to UFC fights um, that we lost. And I was kind of looking forward to some of these, man. A few of these fights, uh, like especially, uh, uh, I'm not sure exactly how to say the name right, Kawin Lee. I was looking forward to his fight. He's very exciting. Um, I would have... Uh, I would have liked to have seen that, man. Some of these guys are, are pretty good, man. Some it sucks that they had to move it back to back to the apex and that we aren't gonna get to see all those. And uh yeah, man, first up we got um Hayana Dos Santos. Hope I'm saying that right. Hayana so uh, 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 <laughs> Hayana Dos Santos uh versus Talita uh Talita And uh, this is one that was kind of thrown together really quickly just because they needed some fights on this card. Uh, Dos Santos is 28 years old, 5'2", with a 62-inch reach. She is 14-6, and six, and this is going to be her UFC debut, and she's a minus-135 favorite. And uh, the first thing that jumps off the page at me looking at this fight is both these girls are pretty small for the UFC anyway. Um, it looks like Hayana was fighting at 205 pounds um, before this, at least her last few fights. And, um, yeah, her last fight at 115 was against Denise Gomes on the Contender Series, and you know, she didn't look terrible in that fight. She at least had a good first round. Um, she landed some good combinations in the first. Uh, she just didn't really have the power to to hurt Gomes and kind of just got, you know, the hit with the me more meaningful shots. Um, you know, she's worked a lot on her kickboxing, but she's primarily known for her grappling. Uh, two wins by knockout, eight wins by submission. Uh, she has a really nice arm bar, a lot of wins with that. Uh, she's going to have a three and a half inch reach advantage here. Uh, throws nice calf kicks and she may have the striking advantage, but I don't think she's going to have the power advantage here. She doesn't seem to hit very hard. Um, she is going to be the the smaller fighter in this matchup, even though even though she's slightly taller and has a longer reach. Um, she's taking on Alan Carr. She is 33 years old, 5'1", with a 58.5-inch reach, very short reach. Uh, she's 4-0-1 because her final contender series that she's coming off of was a draw. Um, and it's going to be her UFC debut. She's a plus-115 underdog. And uh, she's a six-time world champion uh, jiu-jitsu you know, practitioner. She has uh, nice takedowns, good high crotch takedowns and double legs. Uh, very good grappling, man. She she will have the advantage there uh, for sure. Uh, she looks to be a lot stronger and more muscular than than um, than Santos. Uh, she's coming off the draw in the contender series, like I said, where she, she didn't win the contract. But like I said, I think they're just desperate for fights, and that's why they ended up calling these two. And... Uh, you know, here she is. So, I mean, she got a lot of takedowns in that matchup and, and control time in that fight. Uh, clearly won the first two rounds, but she was just kind of way too small in that matchup. She didn't do a lot of damage uh, in that fight. And, she, you know, she seemed very tired at the end of the second round and just got the crap kicked out of her in the third. And uh, got 10-8 in the third round. And 
I believe they still gave the, uh, you know, the uh, contract to her opponent over her, even though she won the first two rounds pretty dominantly. Um, I do think her grappling is going to be good enough to get her the win here. Uh, she's fighting someone smaller than her, at least, or at least close to her size here. And uh, I think she may get an early submission or, if anything, win the first two rounds and then kind of coast through the third with her wrestling and, and win a decision. Uh, but her grappling is that good that I think she should be able to uh, to come out with a win here. Next up, we got Stephanie Egger taking on Luana Santos. And Egger is 35 years old. She's 5'6 with a 68-inch reach. She is 8-4 and four and 3-3 three and three in the UFC. She's a plus 170 underdog. And, uh, you know, looking at... Looking at Egger's record on paper, three and three in the UFC doesn't really sound that great. But you know, look at who she's lost to: uh, Myra Bueno Silva, Tracy Cortez. You know, her last loss was a bad one, I guess. Um, you know, that girl was making her UFC debut, uh, Alexiva, I think her name was. And uh, you know, her best win probably so far was over Eileen Perez, who has looked pretty good since then. Um, you know, Egger has a judo background, good throws and hip tosses, uh, dangerous submissions, three wins by knockout, four wins by submission. Um, you know, and all but one of her wins have been by finish. So she's a pretty exciting fighter. Um, she's been submitted twice in the UFC, so maybe submission defense is her weak area. Um, five times with uh, judo champion. She's never been knocked out in her career. She's going to have a one-inch reach advantage in this fight. Uh, striking isn't the best. She lands on average 1.93 strikes per minute and absorbs about the same amount per minute. So doesn't land very much on her feet. Does her best work on the ground. Uh, 40% takedown accuracy, 50% takedown defense. And as far as the numbers go, her only impressive stat is she averages uh, three takedowns per per 15 minutes on average. Um, that's pretty decent, but everything else is just kind of, you know, not the greatest. Um, she's good at using her opponent's momentum to end up on top and using that head throw and stuff like that. Um, you would think with Santos coming up a weight class here, Edgar would be the bigger, stronger fighter in this matchup, but we won't really know until we see them in there together. Sometimes, you know, on paper it looks bad or whatever or looks close, and then Edgar looks way bigger. You don't know. Um, if Egger can get her grappling going here, she could absolutely win this fight. It's completely possible. Uh, she's more experienced, you know, she's got the UFC experience and, and, uh, yeah, it's completely possible, man. And she's taken on Luana Santos. She's 23 years old, five, six with a 67 inch reach. She is six and one and one and zero in the UFC. And she's a minus minus one ninety five favorite. So Santos looks, looked amazing in her debut, but you have to consider it was against Juliana Miller. Um, who hasn't looked good at all in the UFC yet, unfortunately. I'm a big Miller fan. I was a fan of her on the show, but uh, she clearly has a lot of work, you know, a lot of work to do, and is still developing as a fighter. Um, so we we are gonna we are gonna get a better look at Santos here and and see how well she's really gonna do against a seasoned UFC fighter who's had wins in the UFC. Um, Santos has a clear advantage in the striking in this matchup, big power advantage on the feet. Uh, she has one win by knockout, three wins by submission. Uh, hasn't really fought anybody with a lot of experience or anybody with more than five fights on their record. Um, you know, all serious things to to think about, you know, as well as, you know, as well as being up, you know, weight class. When you're considering putting money on, on her on this spot, you know, you got to consider all these things. Um, you know, they, these are all things that make me hesitate when, you know, considering considering putting money on her, you know, so... Um, you know, Santos also has a judo background. I'm not sure if it's as high level as Eggers or not. Um, Santos can be a little wild on the feet, but is accurate with her punches. Um, it seemed like every punch she landed was hurting Juliana Miller in that fight. I mean, she was really, plus Miller was kind of running into the shots as well, so I'm sure that helped. But uh, 
has good sweeps, dangerous jujitsu. Everything has looked good on the regional scene. Grappling seems on point. She's young. She's going to be making improvements. Um, you know, y'all might think I'm making a case to pick Edgar to win. And honestly, I wouldn't blame anybody if they did, you know, just considering all these things. But, but, um, I, I'm still going to be picking Santos to get the win here by decision. Um, I won't be investing heavily in this fight. Maybe put it on a big parlay. Um, just because we haven't seen as much of Santos yet against good competition. So I will pick her to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Edgar pulled out a veteran, you know, upset and, and just kind of got her down and held her down for three rounds. So. Next up, we got Kian Song taking on Kevin Jalce. And uh, Song is 33 years old, uh, six foot tall with a 71 and a half inch reach. He is 21 and seven and five and three in the UFC. And he's a plus 145 underdog. And yeah, Song is, Song is a striker, man. Has decent kickboxing. Um, I thought he was kind of on his way out of the UFC after getting knocked out by Max Griffin and Ian Gary. Uh, but he bounced back with a win over uh, uh, Rolando Bedoya. Um, I think Bedoya needs to drop down to 155. He's kind of a small welterweight. Um, you know, it just looked like Song was landing the bigger, you know, the bigger shots there. Uh, Song has a nasty right hand. He can be very dangerous. You know, he's he's the only guy to drop Ian Gary in the UFC. Um, he usually either gets the finish or gets finished. Aside from Bedoya, all of his wins in the UFC have been uh, have been over guys that are no longer in the UFC um, or struggle to get wins in the UFC. Um, he has nine wins by knockout, nine wins by submission. Uh, he likes to be the one pressuring guys. We've seen that when he gets stuck on the outside, he has a lot of trouble, like in the Ian Gary fight. Um, he's very powerful. He was blitzing in very well in his last fight, landing the bigger shots. Um, you know, he was landing that straight left hand over and over. It was real nice. You know, um, once he makes a read, he really takes advantage of it. Um, has a nice jab, you know, when he when he decides to throw it. Um, you know, his takedown defense looked pretty good. Uh, he shows a 67% takedown accuracy and 63% takedown defense. Lands over 4.40 strikes per minute. Um, Sorry, not over. Lands 4.40 strikes per minute on average, uh, but absorbs 5.86, which isn't good to absorb more than you land. Um, the thing that scares me the most on picking him, you know, here is that he's been knocked out four times in his career. So, and uh, Jal sets a pretty big uh, welterweight that hits pretty hard. So, <clears throat> so he's taking on Kevin Jalse. He is 30 years old, six uh, two with a 75 inch reach. He is nine and two and one and zero in UFC, and he's a minus one seventy favorite. And I've been very impressed, you know, with what I've seen researching Kevin. Um, he trains at City Kickboxing, but he's from France. Four wins by knockout, one win by submission. Uh, has his lo- has a loss on his record way back in the day when he was two and zero to Jack De La Maddalena. Um, You know, he fights like most City Kickboxing guys do. You know, stuff the takedowns, uses sharp striking on the feet. But uh, there was a you know a couple of his older fights on UFC Fight Pass I watched and. Um, his more recent ones you can find on YouTube if you're interested. Um, you know, he had been fighting at middleweight for a while in his last, you know, it was a few fights before coming to the UFC and, um, uses good inside leg kicks, very good with his Muay Thai clinch with his knees. Uh, he's a judo black belt, really nice elbows in close, uh, takedown defense is holding up well on the regional scene. Um, I went back and watched his last loss, which was by split decision, uh, that fight was, I think it was also at welterweight. Um, I think he went up to 185 for a few fights after that. Um, but it was to, uh, it was against Caleb Rideout. Caleb was a very fast striker, you know, and, uh, it was a very close fight. I don't know that it could have gone either way. Um, I think Caleb had a good first round, but it was a very close fight and it, I think it could have gone either way. So, you know, even, even his one, you know, loss other than Jack Della Maddalena is kind of questionable. Um, 
Where was I at? Uh, yeah, but Jalset's a good kickboxer, man. Technically sound striker. Uh, would like to see him throw more volume is my only only real, real knock on him. Um, he's a huge welterweight. He's going to have a three-and-a-half-inch reach advantage in this fight. Uh, he beat a very tough guy in his debut. Kiefer Crosby has fought in Bellator and, you know, all over the place. He's very experienced. Um, you know, Kevin counters very well, uses his jab very well. Um, he's very good at using his height and reach, which could help him a lot in this fight. Um, he's very well-rounded, dangerous submissions, and I think his last fight, uh, his last win was his first win by submission, uh, but he's obviously well-rounded. Um, I'm taking Jalset to win this fight. I think he's going to get a finish here. Um, I'll take him to win by second-round knockout. Uh, I just think he's going to, I think he's has more tools to use here in this fight than than Song. I think if Jalset wants to, he could probably get the fight to the ground um, and get a submission. But uh, I don't know that he's going to have to. I think he, I think he's going to use his reach on the feet and uh, eventually catch Song with a good shot. And he's reasonably priced too. So next up, we got Tatsuro Tiara taking on Carlos Hernandez. Did I skip a fight? Hold on. No, I guess they're just out of order. Uh, but yeah, we got Tatsuro Tiara versus Carlos Hernandez. And Tiara is 23 years old, coming up on 24 pretty soon. Five uh, seven with a 70 inch reach. He is 14 and 0, and uh, 14 and 0 and 4 and 0 in the UFC. And he's a minus 500 favorite. And this is another really good grappler, man. He's very well rounded. Uh, throws nice calf kicks, nice straight shots on the feet. Uh, but he ultimately always gets it to the ground, man. Pretty much every fight, three wins by knockout, seven wins by submission. Uh, great submission defense. We've seen him work out, work his way out of a really deep guillotine chokes and stuff like that. Um, he has a long reach, man. He's going to have a three-inch reach advantage. Uh, he can do it all, man. He's dangerous off of his back if anyone gets him there. Um, he's young. He's going to be improving constantly. Uh, looks better each time we've seen him, man. Has has a good fight IQ. You know, fight smart. Doesn't take a lot of damage. Doesn't brawl. Doesn't take unnecessary risk. Um, you know, he's good everywhere, man. And, and we've seen him hold his own on the feet with guys that are pretty good strikers. Um, you know, the numbers they have on UFC.com must not be updated because it says he has 41% takedown accuracy. Uh, you know, he's gotten pretty much all of his opponents down. So in every fight, and he averages 2.41 takedowns per 15 minutes, uh, shows a 70% striking accuracy, lands 3.23 strikes per minute, and only absorbs 1.26 strikes per minute, which is pretty good. Um, you know, he's very good at avoiding the damage. Um, he's got a clear advantage in the grappling here. Um, you know, which has been Hernandez's weaknesses in the past. So, uh, but Carlos Hernandez is 30 years old, 5'8", with a 67-inch reach. He is 9-2 and two and 2-1 two and one in the UFC. He's a plus 385 underdog. And uh, so Carlos had a long amateur career as well, so he's not, he's a lot more experienced than his record indicates. He went 13-2 and two as an amateur. Um, has really nice boxing, coming off a great performance, which should have been a knockout victory, but they changed it because of a headbutt um, on the slam. Uh, but it put his opponent out either way. I mean, come on. He, I think he knocked the guy out either way. I think he deserved his win there. You know, he still got the win, but he deserved to have that as a knockout on his record. Um, you know, he put, he puts out a lot of volume. He uses his jab very well. Nice side to side movement. He's very quick. Uh, he's hard to hit man. And he's hard to get a read on. Um, you know, really nice combinations in the pocket. Very technically sound as well. Keeps his hands up where they're supposed to be Uh good head movement. Um, he definitely has the advantage with the hands in this fight. I would say. Um, he has four wins by submission. Um, you know, he, he should have won his last fight by knockout, but he doesn't have one on his record yet. Um, so I, I give the power advantage to Tiara, but the striking to Hernandez. And uh, the X factor here is definitely Tiara's grappling. 
and uh, we have seen Hernandez taken down a lot throughout his his last four fights or so. Um, we saw how easily easily Nascimento was able to get him down and submit him, how quickly. And uh, I got to go with Tiara because of that. So I'm going to take uh, Tiara to win by submission round one. Next up, we got Hung Young Hung Hung Sung Park taking on Shannon Ross, and uh, pull this fight up real quick. And Park is 28 years old. He is five seven with a 60 66 inch reach. He is eight zero and one zero in the UFC. He's a minus five twenty five favorite. He has three wins by knockout, four wins by submission. He's only gone to a decision once in his career. Um, you know, it, until it, up until his fights on the road to the UFC, he never really fought any tough competition. Um, his last seven fights have all been finishes, uh, and this appears to be a pretty easy layup fight for Park. Um, he's well-rounded, great jiu-jitsu, throws a lot of feints to draw out the counters. Um, he's very fast and aggressive, nice striking, great calf kicks. You know, has seemed to work on pacing himself a little bit. Um, he's had a lot of quick finishes in his career. Uh, really good at con- uh, countering uh, the kicks of his opponents with his hands. Uh, very aggressive off of his back, throws good combinations, has a lot of a lot of success when he's using his forward pressure. Um, I don't know how long he's going to stay undefeated in the UFC, but I think he has a very good shot at winning this fight, um, for sure. And he's taking on Shannon Ross. He is 34 years old, five uh, six with a 66 inch reach. Both these guys have the same reach. Um, he's 13 and eight and 0 and 2 in the UFC, and he's a plus 410 underdog. So. I don't really know what kind of connections Ross has or how he keeps getting shots in the UFC. Um, he's been knocked out. Um, he's been knocked out what three times in a row now? Yeah, yeah, he's been knocked out three times in a row now. Uh, knocked out on the Contender Series and still got, and still got. Uh, he's still getting three more shots in the UFC. He's already had two. Now he's getting another one. Um, he has all the skills, man. You know, he has good striking. He's well rounded. Seven wins by knockout, one win by submission, but. Obviously, it's just his chin seems to be really bad at this point, and I don't mean that to be disrespectful. Um, just, you know, three knockouts in a row, you got to say it. I mean, um, I don't think I really have to say much more. Man, I'd love to see him win this fight. I'm, I'll be rooting for him, but um, I can't go with someone who's been knocked out three times in a row and is, has been finished in four of his last five fights. I mean, I, I hope he wins. I hope he turns his career around. You know, um, I, I know he's in a real tough spot, but uh, I've got to go with Park. I'm going to take him to win by knockout. Next up, we got uh, Nazarat Haparas taking on Jamie Malarkey. And Haparas is 28 years old, 5'10", with a 72-inch reach. He is 15-5 and and 7-4 and in the UFC. He's a minus-170 favorite. He's got nine wins by knockout. He has never won or lost a fight by submission. Um, oh, no, he's never, he's never won a fight by submission. He was submitted one time at the beginning of his career a very long time ago. Um, you know, he's only lost to really tough guys, you know, um, um, you know, that he was knocked out by Drew Dober, um, you know, only losing to really tough guys. I think he lost to Dan Hooker. Um, Nazarite's a very good striker, man. Uh, he, he had a really good performance and, um, or two very good performances in a row now. Um, has only had one finish in the UFC so far. He looked amazing in his last fight and landed a ton of volume, uh, lots of high level experience, great Muay Thai, you know, kickboxing, um, you know, very good at using feints to set up his strikes. Nasty, uh, nasty combinations. Mixes his kicks in very well. Great cardio. Um, he's not predictable in his striking. He's always given different looks. Um, he's always good at creating angles. 
Uh, very fast, has great counter strikes, goes to the body a lot with his punches. Um, he was eating a lot of leg kicks in his last fight, and uh, that's the only thing that worries me about him. I mean, he actually had to start fighting from the other stance because his leg was jacked up, um, but he still won the fight pretty dominantly. Um, he has really, he's really good with his uppercuts and, and little hooks in close in the pocket. Uh, uses a lot of forward pressure and just really wears guys down um, with the volume and, and the forward pressure. And he, he can fight well from both stances when he has to. Uh, shows 79% takedown defense. Never really goes for takedowns. Um, you know, he's very good, man. And, and this should be a very fun fight uh, for sure while it lasts. And he's taken on Jamie Malarkey. He is 29 years old, 6 foot tall with a 74 inch reach. He is 17 and 6 and 5 and 4 in the UFC. He's a plus 145 underdog. And uh, he's going to have a two-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, Jamie's, man. He's got all the skills as well. Uh, he's just, he's got good striking. He's not a terrible grappler. Has 10 wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Um, has very good body lock takedowns. Um, has more of a boxing type style with his hands, but mixes in the kicks pretty well. Um, he's never been submitted, but he has been knocked out four times in his career, which worries me a little bit. Um, he's well-rounded. I feel like Nasrat is better on the feet, but Malarkey may have the power advantage. Um, I think Malarkey could have a lot of success if he works the calf kicks like, you know, Nasrat's last opponent did. Uh, but Jamie may have to get the fight to the ground if he wants to win this fight. And I'm not sure he's going to be able to. Uh, Malarkey lands and absorbs about the same amount of strikes per minute uh, at 4.46 and 4.41. Um, has 77% takedown defense and shows 34% takedown accuracy. Uh, but it also says he lands uh, 2.46 takedowns on average per 15 minutes, which isn't bad. Uh, so those two numbers seem like they, I don't know, maybe he shoots a lot of takedowns and doesn't get them. I don't know. Um, he's gonna, Like I said, he's got a two-inch reach advantage. I think I already said that. Um, I'm going to be going with Nasrat here to win by decision. Um, I think he lands the volume you know, on the feet and kind of edges out a decision here. Uh, the only reason I'm not taking him to win by finish is just because he doesn't go for takedowns and he hasn't really had any finishes in the UFC to, other than one. So. <clears throat> Next up, we got Andre Muniz. Taking on Jun Young Park. And um, <clears throat> Andre Muniz is 33 years old, uh, 6'1 with a 78-inch reach. He is 23-6 and 6 and 5-2 and in the UFC, and he's a plus 225 underdog. Yeah, so the, my opinion on this guy has flipped completely. I was really high on him. Um, he has world-class jiu-jitsu, supposedly. That's what he's known for. Um, but looking back, you know, his wins in the UFC, aside from, you know, Eric Anders or all over guys who were on their way out of the UFC or, or never really got anything going in the UFC, um, guys that were about to retire. And, uh, so man, yeah, Sozo, you know, was an amazing fighter, but I believe that was his last fight, his retirement fight. So, I mean, I don't know, man, it's just, uh, it all looked good at the time, but, um, you need it. Muniz has showed in his last two fights that he doesn't have much to offer off of his back. Uh, Paul Craig doesn't knock out a lot of people, but he finished Muniz with ground and pound. Uh, Muniz is good enough on the feet to survive in fights. Um, his striking didn't look bad in the Brendan Allen fight, at least. Uh, he has 15 wins by submission, four wins by a knockout. All of his losses have been by finish, though. That's something you really got to look at. He's been knocked out five times and been submitted once, every single one of his losses. So his record indicates that he either gets a first-round submission or gets knocked out. So, I mean, that that's... That's the gist of it. I mean, there's not a lot I can say in his favor here based on how he's looked in his last two fights. Um, he may be the better grappler, but the pressure and pace of Park is is what he's going to struggle with for sure. Um, he is the bigger guy. He's going to have a five-inch reach advantage, but that's nothing that Park isn't used to. And uh, Park is <clears throat> excuse me, Park is 32 years old, 5'10 with a 73-inch reach. 
He is 17 and 5 and 7 and 2 in the UFC. He's a minus 265 favorite. Uh, five wins by knockout, six wins by submission. Um, he's won his last three fights by rear naked choke. Um, his grappling has gotten a, just a lot better than it used to be, man. His best weapons are his pressure, his cardio. Um, he's only lost to really tough guys, man. His last win was over a tough Russian guy, um, uh, Albert Duraev. Uh, very impressive there. Um, he has nice boxing, great double leg takedowns, high crotch takedowns as well. Um, he was known as a boxer earlier on in his career, but he's really worked hard on his wrestling, and, and he's using it in all of his fights now uh, pretty dominantly. And uh, uses his jab very well. He was busting Derive up in that fight with it. Uh, stays in his opponent's face the whole time, man. You know, he was eating a lot of big shots in his last fight, but he was uh, he was kind of rolling with them and stuff and moving with them, and he was the one doing the, the more damage with just his jab. Uh, he was busting, you know, Derive up, had Derive's nose bleeding and, and everything, and Derive was hitting him with what seemed like big shots, but it wasn't doing anything to Park. So um, he doesn't use a lot of energy. You know, fights very safe, doesn't take a lot of risk. He's very good at managing distance. Has a really nice guillotine choke. Um, what else? Um, he's definitely the more well-rounded fighter in his approach to fighting, I think. And I think I think he's going to overwhelm Muniz in this fight and get a late finish. You know, um, he he's hard to keep down. He's good at swiveling his hips, you know, and pushing the head down to get back to his feet. So I don't think Muniz is going to have an easy time keeping him down. Uh, he's got good takedown defense, and and I see a late you know TKO win for Park here. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he submits Muniz, but I'll take a you know third round TKO. Next up, we got Sumadarji taking on Alan Nascimento. Give me just a second. I got to scroll down on my notes and get some water. So. Sumadarji is 27 years old, 5'8 with a 72 inch reach. He is 16 and 5 and 3 and 2 in the UFC. He's a plus 245 underdog. And this is very much a striker versus grappler matchup. Sumadarji is an amazing kickboxer. He's a sniper, tall and rangy for the weight class. He's going to have a 2.5 inch reach advantage in this fight. Uh, 13 wins by knockout, one win by submission. Um, he's coming off a war with, with Matt Chanel where he, where he almost knocked you know, Matt out several times in that fight but ended up losing you know, by submission. Uh, it was a crazy fight, but um, all of his losses have been by submission, so obviously submission awareness and defense are the weak parts of his game. Um, he's very good at fighting uh, fighting long, throwing nice straight shots from the outside, great kicks to all levels, um, obviously very powerful, uh, great counter-striking, but this is a very bad matchup for him in my opinion. You know, his only shot at winning this is landing a big shot on the feet, uh, doesn't have the best takedown defense. He shows 100% takedown accuracy because he's only shot one takedown in the UFC, and he landed it. <laughs> Um, lands on average 4.83 strikes per minute, absorbs only 2.75, you know, per minute, uh, shows 67% takedown defense, but we saw him taken down very easily in his last fight. Um, and if, and if, if Matt Schnell can take him down, Nascimento definitely will be able to, um, you know, Sumadarji has great footwork, very good at managing distance and moving in and out of the pocket very well, but, um, I, I don't see this fight, uh, going his way. And Alan Nascimento is 32 years old, 5'8", with a 69.5-inch reach. He is 20-6 and six and 2-1 and one in the UFC. He's a minus 290 favorite. And, um, you know, uh, Alan is very high-level grappler, man. I thought he won the uh, Olenbekov fight. I mean, it was just a really grappling back-and-forth fight. I thought Nascimento won that. Um, he's never been finished in almost 30 fights. Uh, very good jiu-jitsu. He beat Jake Hadley, finished Carlos Hernandez. Um, does have nice kicks. Um, you know, very good kicks to the body. Uh, 
great, great front kicks up the middle, has a nice trip takedowns, good body lock takedowns, has 15 wins by submission, one win by knockout. Uh, very good at creating scrambles on the ground and ending up on top, really good sweeps. Um, he's good enough on the feet to not get knocked out, you know, and to give his opponents enough to think about to get his takedowns. Uh, uses really good pressure on the ground, stays very heavy and keeps guys down. Uh, he's so good on the ground, I see him dominating this fight and getting a submission probably pretty quickly. Um, you know, kind of like he did with Carlos Hernandez. Uh, I'm taking Nascimento to win by submission round one. Next up, we got the co-main event. Anthony Smith taking on Khalil Roundtree. Of course, this fight was uh, scra scraped together after um, uh, Azamat Merzakhanov was supposed to fight on this weekend's card with Roundtree and pulled out of the fight. So they threw this one on here because they needed fights, I would imagine. I, I bet they could have still had it on this weekend's card. It is, they probably needed fights for this card and switched it. Um, So Anthony Smith is, well, hold on. I'm going to do Khalil Roundtree first. Um, nah, I'll do Anthony Smith. Um, Anthony Smith is 35 years old, 6'4", with a 76-inch reach. He is 37-18 and 12-8 and and in the UFC. He's a plus-205 underdog, and uh, Smith has been around a long time. I, I don't think I agreed with him getting the decision in his last fight. Um, he really hasn't looked like himself in his last two fights, which is a shame because I'm a big fan of his. Um, he's very well-rounded, great grappling and submissions, lots of, lots of finishes on his record. Um, 18 wins by knockout, 15 wins by submission. And that's a very impressive resume, you know, honestly, man. And, and his key to winning this fight would be his grappling. Um, he's not going to want to stay on the feet with Khalil, although he, he could land a big shot. You know, it's always possible. Um, I think he's smart enough to pursue that game plan of using his grappling in this fight. Um, so he does have a better shot at winning this fight. And, um, you know, if this fight was happening a few years ago, like when Smith was coming off his first win over Ryan Spann, um, I think Smith would have definitely been the favorite here, probably a big one. Um, maybe it's coming back off the injury for Smith and him still trying to get back to where he was. I don't know. Uh, but he is a tough dude and you have to respect all of his skills and he's going to be the bigger guy here as far as size, but Khalil's going to have a half inch reach advantage. Uh, so not much of advantage there. Uh, Smith has a nice lead left hook, uses his calf kicks very well. Um, he was trying his last fight to use more of a Muay Thai stance, light on the lead leg, but he kept going back to his normal stance. You know, pretty much he ended up fighting most of the fight back in his normal stance, just worried about his leg. Um, you know, has great submission defense, um, lands lands on average 3.16 strikes per minute, but absorbs 4.45 strikes per minute, 49% uh, takedown defense. Um, his striking is is nice, man, good boxing. Um, he's also taken this fight on very short notice, man. You know, Khalil's already been in camp for a fight and just got pushed back a week. So uh, I'm curious that, you know, how he's going to look, you know, on such short notice, you know, basically a week, but, uh, uh, Khalil Roundtree is 33 years old, six, one with a 76 and a half inch reach. He is 12 and five and eight and five in the UFC. He's a minus two forty favorite, um, eight wins by knockout. No wins by submission. Um, he's only been submitted one time and Roundtree has really turned a corner in his career, man. He's looked amazing. Um, I thought Jacoby won that fight, but it, it was very close. You know, Khalil, Khalil has really good Muay Thai, dangerous elbows and knees, fights very well in the clinch, uh, dangerous calf kicks, um, and that and that crazy sidekick to the knee that he finished Bukakis with. Um, I'm not sure what that's called. I don't know if that's a oblique kick or or what. I don't remember, but, um, you know, very powerful. It's about time we see him fighting this high up in the rankings. He definitely deserves it. Um, I think he's going to have a speed advantage on the feet here, which will lead to him having the advantage there. Um, as long as he can keep it on the feet, he has a great shot at winning this fight. 
Um, his counters look great in his last fight. Fight Southpaw, really nice straight left hand. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Smith pulled out an upset win here, man. Um, you know, there's part of me that like, thinks, you know, hey, Khalil's look pretty tired after the first round in a couple of these fights, and maybe Smith could take over if, you know, Khalil doesn't get a finish. Um, but I just, you know, I think maybe it's Khalil's time now, man. I think he wins this fight. Um, I think he probably wins this fight and ends up, ends up fighting Johnny Walker, you know, after Ankalaev beats Johnny Walker when they fight again or whatever. But uh, I'll take Roundtree to win. Um, I don't know if he's going to get a knockout here. I think probably best case he does get a knockout because uh, I think, you know, after the first round, his shots of winning go down a little bit. But Smith's taking this fight on short notice, so who knows how his cardio is going to look. You know, um, I think Khalil can at least win the first two rounds and then win a decision or maybe get a first-round knockout. So I'm going with him. Not super confident, though. Next up, we got the main event. Gadong Song taking on Chris Gutierrez. And uh, Yudong Song is 26 years old. He's 5'8 with a 67-inch reach. He is 27-1, and one, uh, 27-1, and one, and 9-2-1 and one in the UFC. And he's a minus 355 favorite. He's got nine wins by knockout and three wins by submission. And uh, I'm a big fan of both these guys. Um, you know, Song has amazing boxing. He's very fast and explosive. And... Uh, very fast and explosive, very powerful. And aside from the Corey Sandhagen fight, he's looked pretty much better each time we've seen him. Um, you know, in his last fight, his takedown defense looked great against a very good wrestler. Has uh, really good combinations, really good cardio, five-round cardio. He showed us that in his last fight. You know, he won by fifth-round knockout. Um, very nice footwork, great calf kicks. Uh, I can't say enough good things about Song, man. He's good fundamentals with his hands, good, keeps his hands up where they're supposed to be. Uh, very good at using his feints to set up his strikes. And, uh, you know, whenever he blitzes in, man, he really tears guys up, man. He hits so hard, you know, in the pocket. And uh, he's good at scrambling back to his feet, you know, has a really nice uppercut, goes to the body really well with his hands. Um, I think he's going to have the power advantage in this fight. Um, I think he has better boxing as well. And I'm willing to bet if he wanted to, he may be able to take Gutierrez down here. You know, I, I, you know, I know he never does that, but uh, I think it's definitely possible. So um, a lot of things are pointing to song for me in this fight. He's taking on Chris Gutierrez. Um, he is 32 years old, 5'9", with a 67-inch reach. Both these guys have the same reach. Um, he has 20, He's 24-2 and two and 8-2-1 um, and one in the UFC, and he's plus 290 underdog. And uh, nine wins by knockout, one win by submission. Uh, Chris's biggest advantage in this fight are his leg kicks. Um, that's the only way I really see him winning this fight is if he destroys Song's leg in the first couple rounds. And, uh, you know, limit songs, you know, mobility. Um, if he does, you know, that he may win. He's very good at, very good, you know, great kickboxing, uh, nice footwork as well. I just feel like if, if Pedro Munoz can, can beat Chris, you know, song can as well. Um, you know, it was kind of, I wouldn't say, I think song's definitely a better striker than, uh, than Pedro Munoz, but the way they, you know, fight in the pocket and, you know, throw those big hooks inside, you know, that were hurting Chris, you know, I think it's very similar. Um, I'm more of a fan of Chris's, honestly, man, even though I like both these guys. Uh, you know, the difference in the way these guys strike is Chris throws a lot more straight, you know, shots down the middle, you know, whereas Song likes to fight in the pocket with power shots, and, and they have the same reach. So, I don't know. Normally, I would say the straighter shots, you know, come out with the win, man. But I've just been I've just been more impressed with, you know, what I've seen out of Song, man. And I don't know if I agree with this line, you know, Song being this big of a favorite, um, but I am going to be taking Song to win. Um, as far as a method of victory, you know, Chris has never been knocked out. He's only been submitted once. 
Um, so I'm going to go with Song to win, you know, by decision. Um, I think he's, we've seen him go five rounds. I think he has the advantage there. And, uh, yeah, I think he, I think he wins, man. I think he's going to win the decision. So, um, and then as far as my bets for this card, um, so I already told you guys, I'm going to have to post the, my parlays, put them together whenever they're up on Bovada and I'll post them on my social medias. Um, but as far as, you know, just single plays and shit on this card, I got a uh, play on Kevin Jousset at minus 170. That's a one-unit play. We got a small play on um, on Alan Carr. It's plus 115. That's a half-unit play. Um, I just feel like her grappling's good enough to where, you know, she's going to win as an underdog, you know, pretty solidly, um, in my opinion. Um, and then I got a two-fight parlay on uh, Nascimento and Tiara. That's a minus 128, and that's a one-unit play. And I haven't put this one in yet, but I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about a uh, Yadong Song and um, um, uh, Park over over Andre Muniz. Um, that's a minus one twenty eight as well, or mi- minus one thirty. And that's a maybe, man. I haven't put that in yet. I'm just thinking about it. Uh, something to think about. Seems like a pretty good line. Uh, I think Park definitely beats Muniz. Uh, so, and yeah, man. So as far as all that goes, that's all that. Let's just take a look real quick at the changes to the uh, Austin card. I can update you on that. Just if there's anything I need to update you on. I know Jalen Turner stepped in to fight Bobby Green. Um, I think that's really the only change to the card, man. Yeah. And I, I and I do think, man, I, I want Bobby Green to win this fight, man. I really do. Um, I think it's a bad matchup for him, but it's also a very short notice for Turner. So maybe Green does come out with a win. I wish it was... I wish it was um, five rounds rather than than three, like it was supposed to be with Hooker. Um, I'm gonna pick Turner to win, man. I hope Green wins. I hope Green takes advantage of uh, you know Turner taking it on short notice. I'm a big Green fan, but uh, I'm gonna go with Turner on that. Um, but I hope Green wins, man. So, but yeah, man, that's it for me, guys. Please like and subscribe. As always, thank you for uh, caring what I have to say. I really appreciate every single one of you guys. And uh, and hop on that Facebook group, man. And, I mean, some people post their bets in there sometimes, and and they win money. I post all my stuff in there, man. Everybody wants to see everybody win money, you know. Um, at least I do. That's why I give out all my stuff for free. And uh, yeah, man. So y'all have a good one, man. I'm out of here.